you know i think part of being in medicine is just allowing people to be it's okay that they're not fully functional or they're not able to do certain things but again just being empathetic with them and not treating them any different Mm -hmm. not to stigmatize anyone yeah yeah i think also part of med school is about finding yourself yeah yeah and in finding yourself you could even find out that medicine is not for me Mm. And that's okay. You can find out in fifth year, first year, but whenever you do, just take action. Yeah. Hello there and welcome to the Journey Through Med podcast. I'm Blessing Tonyeva, a fourth year medical student currently in China, and I'm privileged to carry you along on my journey through medicine. On this podcast, I share my experiences and have insightful conversations with people in the medical field. So whether you're a medical student, an aspiring doctor, or simply curious about what goes on behind the curtains in a hospital ward, this podcast is for you. So grab your headphones, get a cup of coffee, find a cozy spot, get comfortable, and let's get started on this exciting podcast adventure together. This is the Journey Through Med podcast, and your journey is a story worth telling. Happy, happy new year, guys. Welcome to the 37th episode of the Journey Through Med podcast. I hope the year has begun on a good note for you, for us, or for me. Um, it's been great, just that we've been busy with exams and exams and exams, but we are done. And so it's just time to relax. Joining me in today's episode is Dr. Tubi Shirley, and she's a fifth-year medical student from Uganda. Welcome, welcome, Shirley. Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. I am Shirley Ann Apollot Oluka, Mm. all those four government names, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm Ugandan. By, by birth, by descent, both my parents. Mm. And I just finished my fourth year, Yay. which I'm excited about. But yeah, welcome to the podcast, guys. Okay. Um, so before we begin, we'll just go to the random question session. Okay. So you choose two numbers, one to ten. Six and two. Six and two. Okay, six says, what have you read or listened to recently that inspired you? Hmm, that's a good question Mm -hmm. i think twitter because i'm on twitter a lot so Mm -hmm. they are like really inspirational quotes that i see there generally just about life and you know being patient with yourself Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to go through seasons yeah you know like life isn't always on a uphill slope it's not like you know, consistent and there'll be ups and downs, but, you know, taking time off and allowing yourself to feel, to be happy and sad and busy and resting, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those, just allowing yourself to be and to be fully in the moment and embracing all of it and appreciating that it takes all of these to make you. Yeah. I think that's something that I I, I had, I learned and that I am trying to live by mm. yeah i like that um in seasons part because you know most times we just want everything to happen at the same time mm-hmm. in the same place but mm. then understanding that life is in seasons and each season is also in phases like it takes time to get things done True. it takes time to get to places it True. just gives us that peace in mm. our lives like just walk just journey just just yeah flow. keep like there's going. no rush yeah mm-hmm. And yeah. also, um, I, w- I attended the graduation, mm. uh, when was it, 
first week of Jan, yeah, yeah, on the third. And Mark was the valedictorian, my country mate. Yeah. Uganda, up. <laughs> so he was saying his valedictorian speech and he said something that really resonated with mm. me. And he said that if you can't fly, mm. run. Mm-hmm. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But whatever you do, keep going, keep going yeah. forward. And since then, that's been my go-to thing, mm. you know? And it also goes in, in, in tune with the seasons thing, yeah. the whole seasons thing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, number two. If money didn't count in life, what would you do with your time? Travel. I would definitely travel. Um, what else? I would do a lot of community work mm-hmm. with it. I think those are my top two. Yeah. That's one thing I've also discovered about myself recently mm-hmm. that I love to travel. <laughs> Like, I just want to see all the new places mm. and do things that I've never done. Okay, it's not like I'm 50 years old mm. to say, okay, I just want to do things. But do things that I really want to do. Right. Yeah. And also, you have the time, the yeah. energy now. Yeah. You know, sure. so why not? Yeah. That's yeah, a good thing. why not? <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so let's begin with this. Who is Shelly aside being a medical student? Shirley is a lot of things. I think I, I, I like to think that I wear many hats. Mm. I, I, I'm a creative. Okay. I enjoy consuming content and part-time model, but back home now, not oh. so much because of school, <laughs> but more on the runway side, not photo shoots. Yeah. But like, you know, okay. fashion runway, supermodel. Yeah. I really love doing that. Um, aside from that, I am a humanitarian. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of work with the Red Cross back home. Okay. Well, not back home Uganda, but back home Botswana. Mm. So I did a lot of work under the Red Cross Botswana. And yeah, aside from that, I do a lot of things. I braid hair. Oh, um, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do that too. So. Yeah. Did you learn how to braid um, here? Because you were here for one semester, no? Yes, I've been yeah. here for two semesters now. Mm. But I, I've been braiding since... You could say 2014. So I started playing with my sister's really? hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> playing with, because there's, I have three sisters at home. Uh-huh. And I, I just see cute hairstyles mm-hmm. and then start by literally making a knot of the braid oh. and the hair. And then, so that evolved over the years and became like a, an actual craft yeah. that I enjoy doing. Nice. And now look at you here, earning <laughs> money. Yes. <laughs> Everybody knows that I'm the girl. <laughs> yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. And was there anything else that you wanted to pursue aside medicine? When and how did you know that, hey, I want to really go into medicine, like medicine is for me? Well, I initially I wanted to pursue engineering aerospace engineering Mm. that was right after high school and i did my research i was so like certain that i would go into engineering Mm -hmm. for aviation because i i really loved aviation at the time and medicine was a second choice in case that doesn't work out so one of my uncles is actually an aerospace engineer Mm -hmm. with british airways so i had this conversation with him and he he wasn't very positive about it because he from his experience black people in engineering and more so aviation as a black woman is like bottom of the barrel you know really yeah the outlook on that is it's not it's not a welcoming field for black mm. women and i didn't want to be in a space where i felt like i was less than everybody else because mm. of how i looked because of 
things I couldn't change. Mm -hmm. So, and also I'm a very emotional person. So when something happens, it doesn't exactly um, time well, like it doesn't go well with time. So I just felt like, you know what, to be on the safe side and in a more welcoming community, I get, I, medicine has its challenges, but to just let's be, just go there. yeah, let's just, it's a second choice. Let's do that. I can do it. So really? that's how I, I chose medicine. Ah. Hmm. But do you regret or do you have any, like, ah, I shouldn't have come here. No, I should have gone there. Not really, not really, because I I do enjoy studying medicine. I don't think it's ever been a thing of oh I'm just here because A didn't work out. Mm. It wasn't like a a sympathy choice, mm. but rather it's something that I was like okay I can also do this. So when I started I I liked it. I enjoyed it. To this day I know it's tough, yeah. but yeah, I yeah. still I still feel like it was it was a good choice nonetheless. Yeah. I like that you are saying you enjoy it because, um, I mean, if you don't enjoy it, then what are you doing? Exactly. Like, yeah. what was the point? Yeah. So, yeah. And you mentioned Botswana somewhere in the conversation. Mm. You lived there or you, you grew up in Uganda? So, essentially, I spent like three years of my life in Uganda, like fully in Uganda. Oh. And then because of my, my dad's nature of work, we got to travel mm. a lot all over the, the world. So we only managed to settle down in Botswana in 2008. Okay. So since then, the whole family has been there. So I, I would say I was raised in Botswana. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, so even when I say I'm mm. going home, I mean Botswana, <laughs> not, not Uganda. Uganda. Yes. Mm. Okay. What role did that cultural system, because it might have been different and you mentioned traveling around. Um, so this culture is different from that culture is different from that culture. So what role did the different cultures that you were able to um, be a part of make you who you are now? I think now I'm more open-minded to, you know, how people operate and mm. how they do things yeah. because, you know, being thrown in different spaces as a child, mm -hmm. you're not only confined to doing like one thing, one way, and even my parents thinking as they brought us up, they're not the quintessential African parent mm -hmm. who's super strict. I, I feel like they're quite open-minded, you know? Yeah. So, yes, it has made me very open-minded and I'm more accommodative of, you know, how different people do things. And I think being in a space like this is just similar to your, your childhood where you have people from different countries and even your roommate, mm. um, let's say another person's roommate is from a different country and you see how they think, yeah. you see how they do their things. I mean, they conduct themselves, yeah. what they do with what. And sometimes you, you wonder and are like, you mm -hmm. do this, like you <laughs> say this really, but being in a space like this really makes you embrace other people for who they are and just be open, be open mm. about even opportunities that come and true. even just accepting people mm. yeah, for who they are. That's true because we see the wildest things yeah. and that could be something so mundane to somebody else. And I don't think it's very fair to judge someone because they're doing something different from the way you're doing yeah. it, you know? So it's part of, again, being open-minded and mm. being empathetic. Yeah. yeah, true. Four years of med school. <laughs> yes. How has it been? Ah, it's it's been something, you know. Um, huge ups, huge downs. Mm. But again, it's part of the process. Yeah, I think because we are very theory 
centered in the school. Yeah, in China as a whole. In, true, in China. It makes it even harder to conceptualize the things that you're learning yeah. in theory. So that definitely has been a challenge. But, you know, having talked to doctors and um, seniors who are doing their internship, mm. they advise that, you know what, yes, pathology is hard and physio is hard and internal medicine is hard in theory. Mm -hmm. But in practice, when you get to do it over and over again, it solidifies in your mind, you know. So it does, it, 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 it makes it easier to, to get through, to mm. get by. Mm. Yeah. So has med school been what you expected it to be? So far, I think in terms of, okay, yes. yes. In terms of everything, yes. Um, I think the only um, thing that makes me hesitate is, again, the practical side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think next semester, or rather the semester after next, I'll get a, more, oh, uh, a wider, mm -hmm. like the full yeah. essence of being a med student, you know, in the hospital and then juggling so many things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yes and no. Mm. emotionally draining 100% you know physically mentally everything workload it becomes a lot mm. overwhelming a lot of times yeah. feeling competent and asking yourself okay if a patient presents with any disease will I be able to diagnose it you know what will I treat them with what questions will I ask yeah. to get to reach like a final you know so ha huh, it's a lot but again, you take one day at a time. Yeah. The more you read is the more you realize that, okay, I don't know a lot, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. I can learn. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. yeah. I like that taking one day at a time. Also, going back to the seasons thing we mentioned in the at the beginning, um, it won't just all happen. I mean, you wouldn't grasp everything here and now. You know, it takes time. And mm. you just need to be able to flow, like go with the flow, learn one True. step at a time and mm. all of that. Mm -hmm. And I was having a conversation with one of my friends back home and she mentioned how they maybe in fourth year still go to the hospital, even in third year, mm. you know, and I was just, I was asking myself, what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, but then again, you don't have to compare because there are different systems, mm. there are different strategies that mm. are used. And even though people might say, oh, there are so many cons of being in China, of studying in China, but you need to change your perspective to be able to make use of the opportunities that are given here. True. So say for this side, you have four years of straight theory mm. and nothing practical. And then you have the fifth year where you are able to go to the hospital and mm -hmm. lie. And you have that one whole year of mm. sixth year where you go back home or wherever to do that clinical rotation. Mm -hmm. And it's like those years are the years that you get to practice what you have learned yeah. um, in the four years of your study. Yeah. There are different systems. That's actually what I've come to realize mm. and understand. There are different systems and you need to embrace that system you are in for mm. what it is to be mm. able to make the best out of it. I agree. Yeah. I agree because if you bring up this conversation with a lot of people mm -hmm. here or generally in China, mm. they complain. Yeah. And guys, we're in it. We are in it. That's the, re the reality of the situation. <laughs> Nothing is, can change. Nothing can change. Yeah. We are here. We're going to get our degree. Mm -hmm. But it's what you do with the time that yeah. you have. Because yeah. even the Chinese students themselves are going through the same thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And this is just how their system is. Yeah. 
if they're gonna if their system says they will learn practical skills as an intern or as an intern doctor then that's okay yeah so many other people back from back home have graduated from china mm-hmm. and they're really good doctors yeah, now really, they're specializing really. there's nothing different about them so why is it that we have to compare our journey to people back home mm-hmm. it's not worth it yeah so just accept it for what it is do as best as you can with the time you have mm-hmm. and then you know you'll yeah. be a doctor at the end of the day yeah you and will. that's okay yeah uh, so to anyone listening to this who is already feeling discouraged maybe you're in first year you came you expected you thought oh first year i'm already going to the hospital uh-huh. <laughs> i'm sorry, sorry about that <laughs> But just um, look at the opportunities that you have. Look at the brighter side of the situation and Mm. focus. Focus on the opportunities. Focus on the blessings of the season. And the fact is that it's a season. Like we we mentioned, Mm. you're not going to be here. I mean, you're not going to practice here. You're not going to be here for the rest of your medical journey or your medical career. And if you want to, mm -hmm. don't. If you want to stay here, don't. Don't, don't stay here. (laughs) Go home. (laughs) Yeah, so just make the best of the opportunities that are given you. And everything will just work out. True. That's true. So in four years, what are the lessons? What are the challenges? What can you say about four years? Four years. Um, Four years, I think, teaches you resilience. Mm, Yeah. You start first year and the only subjects you're really, really, really doing are anatomy. like anatomy. And then they, 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 they bombard you with a lot of Chinese mm. that you know you have to pass yeah. in order to get a degree. So uh-huh. it teaches you res- resilience and having to push yourself to learn a language. Because I think languages are quite hard yeah. in that it's not about understanding. It's about practice and application. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I don't like languages. <laughs> but um, yeah, it teaches you resilience. Mm-hmm. It teaches you to, to trust yourself. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it teaches you to really trust yourself and trust that what you're doing is worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, studying for exams and, you know, having come from writing exams online to writing in person. Yeah. It teaches yeah. you also to trust yourself because, you know, online, let's be honest, if you got stuck on one question, you would look at your notes and be like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, it's the one. I know. But now it's like, it's you and the paper and yeah. you're looking at each other face to face. And your brain is telling you that, okay, Shirley, you know what this question is, now flow, mm-hmm. you know? So I think those, yeah. those are the most. Hmm. I like the trust yourself part. There's um, an episode that I had on imposter syndrome mm-hmm. where you know, you know, but then there's another voice speaking <laughs> and saying, you don't know. You don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot of time, even in the exam. Yeah. You know, we were going to write physiology. Mm-hmm. I remember that so clearly. Um, before the paper, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I just started to cry. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. What do I know? I just started to cry. Mm-hmm. I, my hand, my palms were sweaty. I was shaking. And I'm like, what's happening? Because <laughs> even um, for the high school exams where you are tested on three years of mm-hmm. all you've studied, mm-hmm. nothing like this happened. So mm-hmm. why is this happening to me in physiology? Mm-hmm. And... I just had to come to that place of reminding myself that I know what I've studied. Yeah. 
I know what I know mm. and I'm going to write what I know on the period. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Because even in studying, I find that also the imposter syndrome mm. creeps up because you're preparing for this exam. For example, I was studying for internal medicine yeah. last semester and girl, uh-huh. no, really that thing took me on a joyride because I would study mm. and I'm like, okay, I know what this is, but then no girl, you don't. don't. <laughs> Or you read another topic and now you're trying to remember, okay, the treatment is the same for this one. And then you just forget and mm. you, you stop and you ask yourself, am I actually made for this? Yeah. You know, because I feel like the essence of medicine is internal medicine. What else? And I plateaued. I called my friends. We cried. And <laughs> after crying, of course, like we laugh about it. And then we were like, okay, let's stop being lazy. Let's stop this. We know what we know. Mm-hmm. And let's get back to studying. And I think just having people that you're able to talk to, to affirm you, or maybe people that are in the same situation as you can Mm -hmm. give you a bit more insight or just a place to vent. And then you'll get back in the the zone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's what the whole journey is all about. I'm telling you. Even at the hospital, you know, when you're faced with a patient or with cases, Mm. there are times that you question what you know. There are times that you question yourself. Do I really know this? And what if I give the wrong thing? Right? <laughs> if a patient comes to you in the clinic and they say, oh, I have a headache. Okay, what questions what next? do I ask? <laughs> you know? And all of that, yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, when you look, I was reading a book. I'm not done yet. Mm. Um, How Doctors Think. Mm. And one of the things that the author talked about was how um, you get to the hospital and the doctors are comparing your journey now with their time 50 mm. years ago, mm. 45 years ago, and mm. saying, oh, no, this was not how things were. Medical students were not like this. They mm. were, you know, on their books. They were this, they were that. Mm-hmm. And you look at yourself and you start doubting, is this really for me? Where mm. am I really going with this? Mm. Um, don't yeah. do that, yeah. So the point is, Trust yourself, trust what you know, trust mm. what you have studied, mm. trust where you are going and trust your journey. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people feel like, oh, if I don't pass this exam, it means that I'm not a good medical student. Yeah. No, no. You studied. Mm-hmm. And if they decide to bring a topic, the one topic that you didn't study out of 50 topics, uh-huh. that doesn't mean that you're dumb. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're not a good student mm-hmm. you could be very smart but yeah. you are just unlucky mm. it's all a game of ch- ch- chance mm. oh ooh, listen to the english <laughs> it's all a game of chances you know mm. probabilities so yeah yeah trust yourself do what you're supposed i think it's different if you don't do what you're supposed to yeah. do if you don't it's, study yeah then um study you know but if you do study and you put in the work and things don't go your way you still put in the work you trusted yourself mm-hmm. you did everything you were supposed to do and it was just out of your control but yeah. i feel like for as long as you're in control of a situation mm-hmm. do your level best mm-hmm. yeah. leave everything that's out of your control to the universe you know okay um so how has med school made you a better person altogether hmm. um I think it's made me a lot more patient with people Mm. and understanding, you know, also it's made me very grateful for life Mm. as a whole Yeah. because, you know, you walk into the hospital and you're, you're well, you're, you're generally okay. And you just look around you and you see people with, you know, nasal tubes and people with a limp. Mm -hmm. Someone else has their hand in a bandage or their limping sorry they're you know they have a, a certain stride to mm-hmm. them and at the back of my mind i'm just like you know what i'm just grateful for life you know and for health and yeah. you know 
for everything because again we take these things for granted we take waking up every day yeah we do for granted we do you know someone else out there is having serious pains or they can't eat properly mm. they can't sleep so yes it's taught me gratitude it's taught me patience it's also taught me to be a lot more empathetic with people mm. yeah before i used to make faces at certain smells or like certain sounds or like mm. look at people differently if they had something that was not, you know, normal. Mm. Like if they had um, ticks when they talk, mm. you know, or if they would sweat profusely in public, yeah. have anxiety. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd just be like, no, like, why are you scared of people? Be confident and not knowing that it's actually pathological. Yeah. So it has taught me to be a lot more empathetic towards people and just allow them to be, you know, I think part of being in medicine is just allowing people to be it's okay that they're not fully functional or they're not able to do certain things but again just being empathetic with them and not treating them any different mm -hmm. not to stigmatize anyone yeah yeah, yeah. kindness mm. Mm. the grateful part it just got me because yes we really take things for granted mm. um, we take health for granted mm. we take life for granted so many things yeah. so many things mm -hmm. and it's we're lucky it's all god's grace and yeah. you know he's keeping us well and good so fifth years coming <laughs> and fifth years looking at you like hey Hi, i'm girl. here ready <laughs> are you ready <laughs> yeah what are your expectations honestly i don't know mm. i'm i'm not i'm generally not someone who walks into anything with expectations with expectations mm again because i'm very emotional so if something doesn't meet my expectations You'll it will throw me off mm. and i don't want to be there get me yeah. out of here right now <laughs> you know so but i will i do expect to learn a lot um i expect to be i guess not okay because you know the situation back home in the hospital girl the doctors are going to be brutal i expect yeah. that they also have expectations of me yeah mm, yeah you that see, one. Mm. which i know for sure i'm not gonna meet or i'm not gonna meet according to their standards or mm. expectations of me so i think maybe just those two yeah 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 and you know when you just said they have expectations of you mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like they're expecting you to know this and I'm to be able you. to do that and to be able to say this kind of thing and you're like i don't know i don't know imagine and they're not gonna take that i don't know lightly yeah. you know so but that's why i'm here i'm here to learn right right <laughs> yeah and i think it's also because of the difference in the systems mm. because back home they go to the hospital i mean they have early clinical exposure mm. so from second year third year they already know little little things mm. that they expect us to know meanwhile yeah. for us it's not like that we are completely in the classroom mm -hmm. and then are able to go out later in fifth year or something mm. so that's what they should understand so to any doctor please oh, please <laughs> if you're listening to this i'm addressing this to you mm -hmm. if you're a doctor working in a, a hospital back home or in africa mm -hmm. and you are seeing an international student who is struggling with something that you think they should know mm. and they are willing to learn mm. be willing to assist them be willing to teach them because it's not easy um, being here and not able to do certain things and not able to be exposed to certain things that you know that you should be exposed to at a certain level in your education true so to you 
but don't you feel like a lot of these things are cyclic mm. the way we're treated or the way interns are treated or the way let me just say as long as you have a junior position generally speaking it you're is. not gonna get a very good senior yeah. relationship you know which is sad because i do feel like if you were treated badly you should heal from that first of all yeah. because it was definitely not a good experience but we should be in positions to grow and to not make or rather to treat people with the same grace we expected we to expected, be treated or we, yeah. we needed to mm. be treated with. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess also this is a challenge to us and a note to us to mm. when we're in those positions, just be gentle with people and to understand that it's a learning process. And yeah. no one is trying to learn in hostile situations, mm. being shouted at. You know, you're told yeah. to do something and then you're crying in the bathroom. Ah, uh, no, <laughs> I know it's coming <laughs> and I'll do with it when it comes. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just not okay. Do you have any takeaway home message for um, medical students who are starting afresh? Students who, they don't even know what they are doing in med school. Like, what am I doing? Second year, what am I doing? Mm. Third year. I'm scared. Mm -hmm. I'm scared of the years ahead. I don't know what to expect of people who think oh, this journey is too long. Mm -hmm. I just want to quit. I just want to leave medicine. Um, I would say mm -hmm. leave. If you really and truly feel in your heart of hearts that this is something that you're not able to cope with, mm -hmm. it will not get easier. In med school, it won't get easier as you progress. After you graduate uh -huh, and you want to go into clinical practice, it it's going to be worse. Yeah. So as a starting, at a starting point, if you feel like you want to leave, please leave as early as you can. Or whenever you realize that this is not for me, leave. Yeah. But if you do want to stay and if you're just going through maybe imposter syndrome like we talked about, then that's okay. Um, have someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. It's helpful to talk to people who are ahead of you. Yeah. Because you find that they went through the same thing and they probably have ways of dealing with it you know so talk to someone if it helps if it, if you feel like it would help you can get some help mm -hmm. see a therapist you know yeah um find out what you like doing or find a hobby mm -hmm. and stick to that i know people in class who are gym bros like oof when it comes to gym they are there yeah, three right. hours a day and that's just how they cope other people um take walks mm -hmm. journal yeah um other people go out <laughs> you know yeah. um other people sleep i sleep when times are tough surely yeah. will sleep mm -hmm. <laughs> or i'll watch tiktoks mm. and that will get me back to a place where i'm like okay um i feel like i want to do things again <laughs> you know but understanding also that again life isn't linear medical school is definitely not linear mm -hmm. but you'll you'll get it you'll grow into it i think it's also harder when you're just doing everything at once yeah. so it's overwhelming you know now we expect when we graduate we're gonna be gps mm. and we're expected to know everything at the same time you see so by the time you you reach a certain level and you specialize again you'll concentrate on one thing and it will become easier yeah. but i would advise you to do what you're supposed to do you're supposed to study do that mm -hmm. you know you're supposed to um, learn interpersonal skills and how to relate better with people, yeah. how to talk to people. Do that. You know, I think a one step in the right direction is worth it. Mm -hmm. So every day when you wake up, try to set a goal for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a new year, have a vision board or like, uh -huh. you know, goals and stuff. 
where maybe if you're not as social, try every day to maybe say hi to a random on the ca- the street of campus. Mm. Say hi, continue. Mm-hmm. If you see them again tomorrow, how was your day? Continue. You know, eventually you'll find that talking to people isn't as bad because yeah. I wasn't always very social. Really? You know, I was that kid who would bite her nails and stay in the corner and not want to talk to anybody. Mm. If I had to go out, then mm, no. I'll think about it. I'll think about it and not go stay in my room. And mm. my mom would tell me, Shelly, you need to stop this. I wouldn't listen to her. I'd be like, ah, I don't need people. Mm-hmm. I hate people. I don't want to be around them. But eventually you realize that ah, you kind of need to talk to people. Yeah, you do. Mm. So yeah, just do what you're supposed to do. Um, and again, it's a process. Mm-hmm. Nobody wakes up one day from studying zero hours a day to studying 12 hours straight. No. <laughs> you know, you'll yeah. do one hour today. Tomorrow you do 30 minutes. The next mm-hmm. day you don't study. But by the end of the semester, I think if you're consistent, if you practice consistency, mm-hmm. you should be able to reach a point where, okay, I'm comfortable with the amount of work I put in mm-hmm. and in a smart way. Yeah. I think also trying your best to find how best you retain information mm-hmm. and how best you learn things yeah. is very important. Like, and as much as you should study, learn how to study. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, hmm. and also just talking with, be, befriend your classmates don't think that you can go through life without being alone. you know alone no those people will help you mm. through hell and back mm. and yeah I, I i i wouldn't honestly i don't know about befriending lecturers mm. especially in dmu because our lecturers are doctors yeah. and they tend to be very busy so i yeah. don't know how helpful that is but if if you feel like you're able to approach a doctor and ask them to maybe shadow them. Yeah. Have you tried that? No, <laughs> but I I do have my psych lecturer lecturer's contact. I I I think I want to go back to the psych hospital mm. and just be exposed because I feel like it's a very interesting field. Really, the human mind is an interesting place. I think so. Uh, maybe next month mm. in a few weeks I should. So contact if you were to him. specialize, you would specialize in psychiatry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't don't see myself. You never know. I don't know what the future holds for me, but I really want, I'm looking towards surgery maybe. Mm. So either surgery, anesthesia, or public health. Not at, mm, I don't know. I really don't know. Again, I'm leaving this year. I'm dedicating this year to really honing down on what I would like to specialize in, Mm. especially since I'll have the clinical exposure. So I think that will make it an easier decision yeah yeah nice and at the beginning you talked about leaving Mm. if it's not um i mean if you you just finished first year and you think Mm. no it's Mm. not going well for Mm -hmm. me i think this is something we don't talk about Mm -hmm. and people will tell you stay Mm. i mean push 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 keep pushing Mm. but if you have reached your limit Mm. and you still think that no Mm. it's not for me it's better to leave now like you said it's better to leave in, in the early stages. It's mm. better to leave now mm. than later when you have graduated, spent six years of your life mm-hmm. doing something that you know you're not going to practice or yeah. you, you don't even love. Yeah. And then realize that, what am I doing? What in a case, mm. um, patients are, are in front of you and you don't even, I mean, you know what to do because you've studied, but mm. that's not where you want to be. That's mm. not what you want to do. This yeah. is something we don't talk about. And I think it's really important mm. if you think 
that it's not yours. Mm-hmm. Medicine is not where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Leave. I think also part of med school is about finding yourself. Yeah, yeah. And in finding yourself, you could even find out that medicine is not for me. Mm. And that's okay. You can find out in fifth year, first year, but whenever you do, just take action. Yeah. Because I don't think it's worth it putting yourself through all of that or rather um, going through it knowing that this is not something you want to do. Having a medical degree, a double degree even, yeah, and having parents or people around you with expectations of you, mm-hmm. which makes it even harder for you to leave a situation like that. So yeah, I do feel like, you know, if it's not for you, that's completely fine. Being a doctor isn't all to life. I know people hold it at a, at a very yeah. high degree, but honestly, it's really not that deep. It's just another profession, mm. you know? You can help other people by being In a soldier. Ways, yeah. You can be a nurse. You can be a cleaner. Mm. You can be a content creator. Yeah. There's so much to life that you can help people with. It's not just about medicine. So yeah, leave. Yeah. I think I, I really yeah. preach that. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like that. Lastly, which organ fascinates you in the body? The brain. Let me, I knew it. I knew you were <laughs> going to say that. I was just going to guess because you talked about how the mind mm. is amazing. And yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. I just feel like it's, you know, in, in social settings, I'm one to, first of all, just be mm. and not not do too much. Just watch other people and how they do things. People close to me will say that I'm extremely conscious of people's isms, mm. of people's quirks. So much so that if you tell me to imitate someone, I can do it properly, yeah. you know. But it again, it's just about the human mind and how people react to situations. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing. And even at the psych hospital, now that I come to think about it, I was very quiet because I was very analytical of, you know, how the patients were and maybe why they act like this and mm-hmm. how they're acting and what are they conscious of and the questions they ask and, you know, just how they are in public settings, mm-hmm. you know? So I think the human mind in terms of psych, not neurology, ooh, <laughs> in terms of psych, their psych uh-huh. is... It's quite interesting to me. Mm. And yeah, I think, yeah, just the human mind. Yeah. I've been thinking about this question for a while. Mm. And I asked, I, I think this is a question I want to be asking um, the guest on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Because I think the organ that fascinates you in the body has something to do with who you are and Ooh. who you want to become. Okay. So I don't have an answer for myself yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's just something I keep thinking about mm. and yeah, guys, if I have the answer, you guys will know. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> I'll dedicate a whole episode to that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so now to the quote of the episode. Mm-hmm. This is from someone that I really admire. I love her journey. Um, Dr. Nina Loom. Have you heard of her? Do you know her? No, I no. don't. Okay, so she has the IMG roadmap. It's just, um, it's a platform that helps people um find your way to residency in the u.s mm-hmm. yeah and she said stop doubting your potential instead take action in the direction of the results you want to see there'll always be someone more competitive than you but that doesn't mean you do not get to be the best version of yourself mm-hmm. what do you think i fully agree i fully agree i think i don't really understand the concept of competition outside of sports <laughs> because why are you competing you know i like that you're born different Mm. i mean everything about you is different from the next person you could be twins yeah but the mere fact that you have different birth certificates Mm. okay just makes you different and again own race own pace 
Yeah. Don't try to now mimic what somebody else is doing because you don't know their full situation, you know? Mm. So, yeah, don't try to dim your shine. Mm. Don't try to dim somebody else's shine. Mm-hmm. Just go on your path. Don't hurt anybody. Do things the way you're supposed to do them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that she said there will always be someone um, better than mm-hmm. you in that sense in everything Mm. but that doesn't mean that you cannot be the best version of yourself of yourself yeah i mean you can be your best Mm. even though you're not the best Mm. you can still be your best give your best do it all Mm. even though maybe let's say um you're not the best in your class Mm -hmm. but you know that to yourself for yourself with yourself you're given all that you can give Mm. and that's the beauty of being unique of being yourself yeah yeah that's true. Like that. Okay. That's the end of Ooh. the episode. It's been um, interesting. I think this is the longest conversation we have had. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I loved every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, um, sharing your lessons, and for this conversation. I think I'm going to listen to it, you know, for every episode. I sometimes listen to it like five times, mm. six times. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. No, so thank, thank you, you so much mm-hmm. for having me. This was a nice conversation to have because I don't think I've fully verbalized how much medical school has, you know, done to me or Mm. like what it's been for me, my Mm -hmm. journey here. I talk about it in bits of pieces and conversations, but not like as a whole. So again, thank you for the for the insight. Yeah. Also, you provided some really good insight and quotes and all of that. Mm. And yeah, it's I've enjoyed this. Have me again, please. Definitely, definitely. Maybe when I graduate or something. Yeah. But yeah, I like this. And also, you're doing a good job. Thank you. You're doing a really good job having this. I think also it, it's helping you. Mm, yeah. And as much as it's helping others, mm-hmm. both um, the people you're interviewing and the people listening. Mm. So shout out to you. Yeah, shout thank out you. To you. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. If you have been inspired or if this episode... Um, challenged you in a way don't forget to share and follow on spotify apple podcast or any other podcast and platform that you're listening with also you can um send in a voice message on spotify with a link in the description it's always there so just click on it send in your voice message let me know your thoughts and what you think about this episode or the topic as a whole this is the journey through my podcast and always your journey your journey i repeat your journey is a story worth telling see you on the next one bye bye bye